Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters, with your hosts, Brett Lindley and Walker Nier. I'm Brett, and today we take up the mantle of the Slayer and head to Mars to talk about the Doom series, how it's shaped first-person shooters, and our hopes for Doom Eternal. What's up, Walker? What's got you picking up your sticks this week? Hey, what's going on, man? Um, well, I actually went back into my catalog of games that I have completed before Whoa. to start playing one again, which is always a little sacrosanct because I, I, I have so many games that I not even haven't completed, but haven't even ever installed, you know, that came right. in like a bundle or something. That's what I was going mean, to say, like a game that you've, that you've not only beaten, but is good enough for you to go back to has to be like, the, the creme de la creme, like the, the top 1% of games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, games like, um, well, and some of the games that I, I will admit I have some games in my completed category that technically, some games don't have a definitive game over screen. Right. And so if I've like done most of the content or something, like that's, so Stardew that's, Valley. Yeah, that counts as completed. I got all You don't four... have to get 100% achievements to count that as complete. Right, and I got the best score, like the four candles from the grandfather or whatever in Stardew after the two years when he comes back to review you. So I felt like I had I had accomplished the, you know, beating that game. Um, <laughs> I do also have Rocket League in there, which is kind of amusing because it's mostly a multiplayer game. Yeah, I, something like Overwatch, like do you have to play every character? Like, right. Mm. Well, so in Rocket League, they have they do have a single player mode where you play against bots and you can actually participate in a season and like win the championship. So I definitely did do that one time just so I could put it in the completed game category. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got a few hundred hours. So yeah, yeah. Anyway. I would say any game that you any game that has more than a hundred hours, if it doesn't have a, a legit ending, like I would even even if some that do, I would count like skyrim in that like if you have 100 hours in skyrim even if it's all like me which is past the first quest and then straight into mods and then right. screw the entire storyline like i still count i've experienced most of what that game has to offer i have fought mm. dragons and thomas the train engines so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so uh so the game that i went back and, and pulled back out though uh was doom 2016 mm, so good so it is, and it, it's a game that, like, it just really surprised me when it came out because Doom 3 had come out, you know, 12 years earlier. Right. And I did not like it at all. That game was garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, it, I mean, not total garbage, but it just wasn't a Doom game. It was better like a Silent Hill kind of, Silent Hill with a minigun. I don't know. Like, it didn't know what it wanted to be. Yeah, well, so it, it came out in 2004, which was also the same year that Half-Life 2 came out. Mm -hmm. So those two games were all in the gaming press back then. Right. And there was a ton of hype for them. And then, actually, out of nowhere that year was when the first Far Cry, nod back to your primal oh, yeah, experience. Yeah. Uh, but the very first Far Cry came out in, like, I don't know, March or something of, of that year. And it was a total surprise. Like, I mean, I don't know that... No one knew it was coming out. Of course, someone did. But like in PC Gamer and Game Informer and the magazines that I used to read, because the internet internet was not what it is today, um, they hadn't hyped up Far Cry at all. I had no idea. Right. And then I saw it, and it was it was fantastic. Um, but so I really liked it. And then Doom came out, and it was a really big letdown. Doom three, mm -hmm. and then Half Life two came out, and Half Life two is my favorite single player shooter that I've ever played until doom 2016, um, which oh. I would now give that crown to. It's, yeah. It's just an excellent game through and through. And I was not excited about it at all because of my feelings on doom three. When doom 2016 right. was coming out, I was like, I can't believe that they're rebooting this for like, let it go. Again. You know? yeah. like, please come up with a new IP. Right. Um, and actually the other classic FPS IP Wolfenstein it's reboot is pretty good as well. It's not as good as Doom's reboot, but it's 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 worth playing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Doom 2016 came out, wasn't excited, wasn't going to buy it, and then happened to look on like Kotaku or something. I don't know, one of the gaming sites, and they had an article about how 
awesome it was. And so then I popped up Twitch and watched some guy play it. And I was like, all right, that looks pretty fun. So I went and picked it up. And yeah, no, no looking back. It was just great. Uh, immediately. It's a really cool take of like, like a version of like the old style of shooter development where it's not about taking cover. It's about, it's, it's about constant movement and strafing and there's a lot of enemies and it's, it's frantic like old doom, like serious damn those kinds of games, which we've gotten away from a lot in the shooter genre. I mean, things like gears of war represent, I think the, the ultimate version of a cover shooter, but even like battlefield and, and call of duty, you're supposed to duck and hide. And I mean, yeah. Hide. And halo. I mean, halo, it's a yeah. good idea to, to take your shots and, and hide behind cover and be tactical. Mm-hmm. I think halo strikes a little bit of a better balance simply because of the way that the shielding works. So that like, yeah, it's a little bit more of an action adventure FPS. Mm-hmm than like a, a call of duty where it's you know a couple a little bit closer to some franticness but a little bit like not quite as punishing as um i was hoping i would think of it by elongating my sentence uh the uh terrorists win counter-strike thank you good lord my brain has been fried this whole <laughs> week i've been terrible at thinking things but yes uh so not quite as punishing as counter-strike but not as action adventure heroey as Halo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Doom 2016, I I actually played it and beat it the first time. I, you know, played it when I bought it and then have played it a couple of times since then. And then yeah, just a week or two ago went back and and picked it up out of the library again because I'm so excited about Doom Eternal right. it's coming out here later in March. Um yeah, so you you also have been playing some Doom 2016, yes. huh? Yeah, so I and I'm trying to remember. I was trying to think back to because I wasn't really interested in Doom 2016. One, I don't really play very many horror games. Mm. Two, uh, Doom Three was terrible. Our we got it in the the house you used to live with. The roommates were all excited for a new Doom game. I wasn't, uh, but I was like, whatever. I'll join. You know we buy games together so that's fine whatever and yeah it was just terrible and all of us were like laughing at it it was like it was like evil dead bad horror movie bad but it didn't intend to be a bad horror game it so it took itself too seriously and Mm. yeah so i'm trying to remember i i'm not sure if it was you or somebody else it probably was you that got me to pick up 2016 um i'll credit you until i remember if slash who it actually was but i i have a feeling yeah, I've definitely been evangelizing that game. Because <laughs> I think been... you also evangelized Wolfenstein when it came out. Now, I wasn't, I didn't really care about the Wolfenstein series either. Um, but I definitely did end up picking up Doom 2016, and I'm not sure who it goes on why. crazy, crazy discounts. I mean, I think you can get it for 10 or 15 bucks, honestly. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure when I got it, it was at least 30. Like, I might have got it at like a 50% off sale. I, I mean, I didn't get it in 2016. I know that, but. I don't know when exactly I bought it. I would have to go dig that up, but that's neither here nor there. No, I, I did seeing all the news on Doom Eternal and just kind of getting me excited and wanting to play something a little different and and maybe just kind of out of my... It, it is somewhat out of my comfort zone. It's not that I don't play shooters, but it, I definitely play with giant studio quality headphones shout out to sennheiser hd 225s but uh and so i i get sucked in and play in a dark office and i'm not like super like against gore or anything like that like gore doesn't usually bother me too much especially if i'm expecting it but there is like jump scares and high tense moments and mostly atmosphere is what gets me and oh my god does diablo 20 or no, good lord <laughs> i've been also been watching some stuff on the new diablo so um doom 2016 similar aesthetic um it nails atmosphere so well that when i know i've cleared a room that's like the tension for me is not in the battle like i'm i'm engaged during that part i'm not like scared or creeped out or anything it's the moments after i clear a room and before i get into another room that mm. the tension is just so strong and so intense that I'm just like, 
I get a little freaked out. Like I actually have a cutoff of not playing Doom past like 9 p.m. and always taking in some other visual media <laughs> because I imprint really easily and I have incredibly vivid, sometimes lucid dreams, but they're not guaranteed to be lucid, but they are guaranteed to be intense. And it's usually somewhat re- like when I was doing lucid dreaming training, one of the things that you do is like either say like affirmations about what you want to dream of or try to think about like imprint something on yourself. That way that'll be the last thing that's on your mind when you go to sleep to increase your chance of dreaming about that. Well, horror games and horror movies are not things that a really intense, highly visual dreamer wants to be consuming right before bed. (laughs) At least I have learned. Um, Because I, I used to have night terrors as well. Totally unrelated, but um yeah so i i don't i don't mess around with that too much just because i like sleep so much (laughs) right but uh and it's just a mark of how intense because there are a lot of like most shooter games or even most games that try to be kind of quote-unquote gory or scary really don't phase me too much and so i don't like it's just not a thing that i go out of my way to play really and so I don't get into those like panic moments with most games very often. Um, Maybe adventure moments, but not the like, not the creeped out by atmosphere. Very few games nail atmosphere so well that I'm like listening around as if like, is there somebody in my house? Only I'm listening in the game is like, is there a zombie around the corner? Like, can I know? Mm-hmm. And man, Doom 2016 really does. It, it nails the atmosphere. It nails everything. It Every single box is checked by this game in a genre that I don't normally seek out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, when I think of you playing shooters, really the, the shooter that I've seen you play the most is probably Borderlands. Yeah, I mean, I was a pretty big Halo player. Um, like, I played more shooters, I think, when I had a function. I still have a functioning Xbox. How about but... since the year 2010? fair yeah i mean i played a lot of paladins but like hero shooters um you know it god forbid if a new metroid game that's actually true to the prime series comes out on the switch i'll just be buying a switch because i would say that metroid prime was my number one shooter of all time until doom 2016 yeah and that beats hey outside of multiplayer like multiplayer excluded because that went to halo for a long time but yeah, the Doom 2016 multiplayer I felt like had a bit to be to be left left you a bit wanting, I guess is a way to say that. It 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 wasn't horrible, but it also um it it had weird mechanics where like someone would turn into a demon, but it wasn't it was like an, an item you could pick up. It it just made it non-competitive because it made it more gimmicky. Right. As opposed to like like I was kind of hoping it would honestly just be like Quake. You yeah know? yeah or like an unreal tournament like yeah where it's just frantic and vertical and everywhere and it's not um but whatever again that that's why i say favorite single player shooter yeah well and, and that's I mean, that's even more rare though right because like yeah like black ops 2 had a decent single player storyline but it there were a lot of hitches in it that you could tell it wasn't developed to be single player like the single player story was an afterthought and Doom 2016 is designed as a single player game and the multiplayer is just thrown in there kind of because like we discussed before every game has got to have a multiplayer mode like yeah well so in to to jump to Doom Eternal so their multiplayer mode I'm interested to see how it's received because what it is is it's a it's a three person mode that's asymmetrical where one person is the slayer which is the Doom Marine that's what he's now referred to as right and then the other two players are on the other team and they are demons. I don't know if you choose what kind of demon you are or exactly how those mechanics will play out. But so it's like a two on one thing where the Slayer is the the more powerful right. person or whatever. Well, well, and isn't there now? OK, so to be totally honest, I've tried not to consume as much Doom Eternal content as humanly possible. Um, one, because I just like to enjoy, especially like one hour previews. I don't want to see somebody play through the first hour of the game and then me have to play through that. It's like watching somebody play through a tutorial and then having to replay through the tutorial, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you already know you want to skip the tutorial and 
I don't want right. to. I don't want to want to skip the first hour of gameplay. Um, right. So I haven't consumed a, a, a couple of trailers. I don't even think the most recent ones, and a couple of bits of articles here and there. Early development stuff. I was a lot more keen to look at just to see what they're thinking about doing. Um, but stopped before I hit anything too serious and definitely none of the playthrough stuff. Well, so it's surprising to me because, um, well, what is surprising to me, I should say, is actually the amount of people who haven't played Doom 2016 still. Oh, wow. Uh, as amazing of a game as it is, a lot of people that I know that are otherwise pretty, um, I don't know, engaged gamers, you know, buy, right. buy, buy the newest stuff or whatever, and especially people who really play shooters, a lot of them have never played Doom 2016. It just it, because I think Doom 3 left a sour taste in so many people's mouths. Right. They just didn't didn't really give it a look, and, and we're like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Well, and, and it's not multiplayer. Right. So, it's and, not and <laughs> that's true. One one thing to kind of jump back to something I, I was trying to remember why I was tying it in um, was just that it, it, is there not and I again correct me if I'm wrong because like I said I haven't consumed much external content isn't there also like an invasion mode similar to a Dark Souls where somebody well in your single player somebody can jump in as a bunch of bad guys or controlling and hopping between enemies in your game I have not read that however I similar to you have not consumed a ton of content like the videos that I've watched are um, are just the trailers yeah. mostly because I want to see <laughs> what it looks right. like. But, but I don't want to. I am just like you. I don't want to watch um, you know hours of gameplay. Nor do I want to read someone's explanation of their right. three hour gameplay session. Yeah. Um, so the only multiplayer mode I've read about is that. Honestly, I kind of hope that that's not something they put in because what you were just describing the Dark Souls style. Because I want the single player to be its own thing, its own crafted experience that yeah. they made. Honestly, because they did such a good job with Doom 2016 that I'm excited to see what they have to offer. Because Doom 2016 is probably one of the more uh, frantic, for lack of a better word, shooter experiences I've had. I mean, if you stay still, you are probably going to die. Yeah, you're like, you constantly yeah. need to be on the move. Well, but it's also designed in such a way that, like, all of the rooms have at least some set of circular pathwaying through mm -hmm. them that you're you're meant to kind of learn and memorize a zone through two or three waves while you're you're in those waves and maybe the first time you do it you don't get it because you don't know what the room layout a lot like a multiplayer game where like this weapon's here and you go there and you prioritize this jump zone or whatever you get that same kind of feeling only from room to room in mm -hmm. doom which i love yeah agreed um well and it's funny because i didn't you know i is like i said i think it's a really cool take on old school fps design that i didn't think was was possible frankly like i i'm not someone who is eager to go back to old school fps design right there are some games that have come out that are they're they're indie titles but that embrace that old school design mm -hmm. and i've tried and i can't even think of the names right now because i i just i'm not really that into them like i just right. don't really care that much like i've tried to go back and play like the serious sam hds mm -hmm. and they're okay but they feel like games from the era in which they right. came. whereas doom 2016 i think not just through gameplay but also through the systems of like how you can upgrade all of the weapons and yep. all the weapons have two separate upgrade paths and you and can upgrade, upgrade points on top of that. Mm -hmm. And then, but it also, it does so many unique things or at least somewhat unique things while also being very true to its roots in so many ways. Like I love that after you put three points into unlock or the, the three unlocks for each subset of a gun mm -hmm. that the last one is a challenge thing. Mm -hmm. that like for so for the shotgun i get the grenade unlock as the first one and once you add enough points to unlock all the upgrades for the grenade launcher on it the last upgrade is cluster bombs but it requires you to get 20 direct hits with the grenade on a specific enemy type the imps right and it's like i love that because and those and those it will count numbers even if you die 
So right. like it, it, you can get one and die and get another one, and that counts as two. Like it right. doesn't – it's not since your last checkpoint or anything. But to me, that's kind of a unique way of upgrading a, a weapon or a skill is through a challenge. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it, ba- it kind of bakes in almost an achievement system. But instead of the reward just being some arbitrary trophy that right. pops up on the screen, you actually unlock a new way to, to use that weapon. Well, or... and it rewards you for the things that you use the most, too. Like, if you're going to use it, you kind of are incentivized to go after that achievement because you want it to be that much better. And that's well, on top of having challenge missions in the game that also reward you. <laughs> right. Well, and, and I think, yeah, to your point, I mean, it... it maybe it would be something that you would normally think of as being more of a situational thing, but because of these challenges, it kind of forces you to look for opportunities to use it so that you can get those complete, right. which then really expands the way that you understand that the weapon could be used. Because mm-hmm. um, now you're just using it in situations where maybe you wouldn't normally because you want to get it, that achievement piece done. Right. We've made it 20 minutes, which might be a record, and I haven't brought up MMOs yet, but <gasps> here we are. Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but no, but it, it, like in MMOs, you know, you, you typically unlock a ton of abilities as you play through an MMO. Right. And something I learned a long time ago was that even if it's an ability that's on a three minute cooldown and that is obviously supposed to be a situational thing, when I first unlock it, I have to just use it as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Like if it's off cooldown, just burn it, even if it's not the best time, so that I train myself to, to think of it as an option. Right. right. And then over time, you learn to dial it back down. And that's almost kind of what Doom's mechanic with the the unlock system and the challenge system that you were describing kind of bakes into the, the gameplay without explicitly telling you that's what you're doing. Yeah, and it also does kind of, in a sense, it is that tutorial for, like, you get extra damage by doing this. So do it 20 times and get used to doing it because you need to be doing it. Right, right. Um, I also really... Uh, enjoy the the way that the battles well i guess the way the way that they that they release enemies to you so what i mean by that is like for example you'll walk into a room and there's like a pulsing i don't meat sack heart thing and you destroy that and upon that it unlocks the, the a wave of enemies sometimes multiple waves of enemies right but there is a clear point at which they are done mm-hmm. it's not an infinite spawn a la some of the older call of duty games and stuff where it's just there's a timer and, and it doesn't matter if you kill 10 guys in the five minutes that you have to wait for the chopper to get to you or a thousand right more coming um so i appreciate that because i really don't like the infinite wave thing and the game is chocked full of stuff to, of secrets to find like you were saying which mm-hmm. sometimes are in the form of challenges but there's little there's little dolls, little the doom, doom guy dolls. Yeah. That he always adjusts the hand on and fist bumps when he finds them, which I love that little touch of animation. Um, there's old retro doom levels. I was going to bring that up too. the, just the secrets. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many secrets and it leans into them. It's not just like a, a lot of the secrets are almost, it's a lot like old Metroidvania style secrets or just Metroid. where like, you don't need them, but a lot of times getting them can help you in that mission or allow you to unlock a gun early. Like, yeah. y- you are pretty, I think, not entirely forced to get all of the guns, but most of them you acquire through set spots in the story. But there are secrets that allow you to get them way earlier, like multiple levels before you need to have them. And I think that that's, that's just a cool touch. Or, like you said, just little challenge bits that the the argent or the argent energy which allows you health or ammo or armor the which it really isn't necessarily in a normal game through but in the harder difficulties you kind of have to get them and and i think that that is metroidvania-esque right where like you can play through a lower difficulty level and not get all the power-ups but when you amp that difficulty up you need those extra missiles that extra ammo that extra damage whatever Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And well, and it's cool because the levels are very well crafted and there's a ton of, of little nooks and crannies you explore, but the game provides you with a really functional 3D map. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of the better maps I've seen in a game, especially in its 3D modeling. Yes. Um, 
and so it's it's not like impossible it so the way i played doom when i was a kid like the original doom is past a point if i don't know where to go i'm literally just planting my face into a wall and then strafing and spamming the use button mm-hmm. to try and find the secret door because right. i have no idea how else to find it so it doesn't it doesn't force you into that because you can look at the map and kind of get an idea of where stuff is or where an unexplored area might be right and i just i i just i think it's super cool how they balance these really intense frantic like white knuckle fights and then allow the player time to comb back through the level because stuff doesn't respawn. That's all what the I was going to bring. That's the big key token is the not respawning. Yeah. Is that once you've fully cleared a zone, a nothing's going to wander into that zone from an uncleared area. It, it, there may be one monster, but it will be hunting you and you will be aware of it. Like sometimes right. there's one imp that is running all over the place and you can't find it. But it's going to be throwing fireballs at you, so you can eventually track it down. And once it's dead, it doesn't follow you into another zone or anything like that. Then you're just free. Mm-hmm. And you can go sometimes, not always, but sometimes all the way back to the beginning of a level to, right. to comb all the way back through it if you want. And nothing will be there to fight you right. unless you find a zone that hasn't been you know, cleared yet. And then there'll be some stuff there to fight. Yep, yep. Um, the way they do ammo and, and reloading, <laughs> frankly, which there isn't reloading. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I, th- you know, a lot of people are like, well, that's kind of a, that's one of the, you know, tactics, if you will, of a, a shooter is, is ammo conservation and understanding the appropriate time to reload. You know, if you, if you've only shot five bullets in a 30 bullet clip, is it really smart to reload right. if you might get into a firefight again right away? And that's all fine and well, and I don't think that reloading should be gone from all shooters, but I appreciated that Doom was just like, you know what, we're just not going to do it. It's, it's almost like the way that Butterscotch shenanigans for Crashlands was like, we're just not going to do inventory management, actually. Right. We're going to give you a list effectively, and that'll, that, that'll be it. Well, and and it, this. It, doesn't, it, it doesn't stop it from having ammo conservation, though, which Correct. is also interesting, because you still have a maximum amount of ammo and it's really choosing what gun do you start with in the fight and instead of reloading it's switching guns yes it is which is 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 interesting and it allows them to do some interesting stuff like with the chainsaw for example instead of it just being like a powerful one-shot weapon which it basically is yeah it also is a weapon that causes the enemies to become <laughs> ammo Loot balloons. Right. <laughs> but it's cool because it gives you a tactical reason to save the chainsaw so mm-hmm. that once you've emptied clips, well, not again, there's not really clips, but once you've emptied several guns, okay, now I'm going to chainsaw and refill those guns up and then switch back to fighting with those. And chainsaw the biggest thing I can because right. I want to take out, I don't want to waste ammo on it. So you may even run away from a large enemy while wasting smaller enemies and keep running away from the big enemy because you want to use up your ammo first, knowing that you're going to chainsaw the big dude, like turn around, chainsaw him and then keep going. Yeah. And then the the way they do the melee, where basically you get an enemy to a certain health point, that's, you know, I don't know what the threshold is because there's not numbers, but I will say 15% or something. I don't know. They get so low and they like blink. And if you melee them at that point, you'll do an instant finish and that'll cause them to spawn health. Although what's interesting is it only does that if they're at low, if you're at low health, a substantial amount at least. Right. Like if you're, I don't know what the number is, but I know like I've been at like 60 or 70 health and meleeed something and it only drops five. Right. But if I'm at 30 health and melee something and kill it, now it'll drop like 40 or 50 to right. get me back up to a, a decent amount. So it kind of tries to, it rewards you playing a little riskier because as long as you don't actually completely die, it's not that impossible to get health back up. You're not you having can to keep health your back. health. It's kind of like a, a lifesteal weapon mm-hmm. where as long as you're killing things and getting in their face and meleeing them and moving on to the next one and meleeing that one, you're going to be regenerating probably more health than damage you're taking as long as you aren't jumping into the middle of, you know, get wrecked zone <laughs> right right but it, well and i was surprised at that whole system as well because honestly like like in the later halo games now this is more of a multiplayer thing but in the later halo games they added 
these assassination animations. Mm-hmm. So in Halo, always if you melee someone from behind, it's an instant kill. Right. Well, I think it was Halo Reach maybe is where they introduced it, where now, like, if you catch someone from behind and you hold the button for longer, you'll actually go through this whole animation where you, like, it, like, zooms out and shows the third person. You, like, snap right. the neck. Right, like, sumo, yeah, suplex yeah. them or whatever. And it's, it, it, but it actually takes, like, a, a, a few seconds to play mm-hmm. out. So it's kind of dangerous in multiplayer because you leave yourself vulnerable to being shot by someone right. else. you be snipered. <laughs> But it's also kind of a way to almost taunt because yes. if you're willing to take that risk. But anyway, the, the, the downside of it, though, is that it very much kind of interrupts the flow mm-hmm. of gameplay. Um, and I was worried that in Doom, it would be like that also, because if I'm mailing constantly, like it's taking the control out of my hands. Because right. you just press the button and then it executes some usually ridiculously violent animation, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which I love. Um and yeah, it, it's the, the the animation is maybe I think it's like half a second, maybe three quarter of a second. I don't know. They had the I've seen the time measure. Yeah, before. the longest one is maybe a second. Right, but it doesn't make you feel like you've lost control. But it doesn't move of... the camera out. Like the hmm. the most you can use it for is sometimes if you like jump and you're three quarters of the way up a ledge and an enemy is blinking on top of it, you can melee and get kind of teleported up the ledge. Right. But it, even that doesn't feel. It doesn't. Even though that's what's happening, it doesn't feel like that's what's happening. Right. Like, it doesn't feel like it breaks any. Yeah. And and there are so many of them. Mm-hmm. And they're all like direction and creature specific. If you're jumping, and there are challenges for like death from above is meleeing them from above and dropping down on them. Doing it against a wall can be different than doing it from the side or from there. Every there's like I don't know how many, but there's got to be close to a dozen per enemy of different ways to finish them, which is also just a ridiculous amount of animation to go through. It is, yeah. No, it's a, it's a really, it's just a really, um, a very satisfying <laughs> experience to run around and slay the demons. And honestly, once you get, especially in in the later levels, that really, you know, require you to to refill on health a lot and and do that melee, honestly, just to finish enemies more quickly, so right. that you're not spending the ammo on exactly because you don't want to spend one more shot on them. Right. It feels like this like this dance almost that you get into where there's like a rhythm to it. Um, that's, I mean, I, I don't know if it's fair to call it a flow state, but it almost feels kind of it's like very that. close to it. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I think it also, it does so much to put you in the, the character, like because quote unquote doom guy, the doom Marine does not speak. And, right. but from the first seconds of the game, there's a, a 10 second first person cutscene, I guess, where the first zombie approaches you and you like break your chains and then smash its head. That's the full setup of your character is smash face. Right. And then pick up gun. That's also kind of the tutorial. Like, that's it. You're, you have like one minute in that first room where there's a couple of zombies that almost can't kill you to learn how the game works. And you're done. That's it. It's go from there. Everything mm-hmm. else is presented situationally or like like when you leave that first area and you have to make a massive jump that looks like you would die from it. You make the jump and it flashes impact compensation. And that tells you you're not going to fall from die from fall damage. You're good. It's right. not like, hey, your character's invulnerable to long falls. Try jumping off this cliff like you just right. you do it because you're like, well, I just hit a checkpoint, so if I die, I'm just going to respawn here, and so you do it, and then you learn it. Like it, it's just ingenious design, in in that way. And like every item, every time, first time you get a gun, you pick it up, you look at it. Which, as somebody who really loves 3D modeling, and the work that goes into movies and games and stuff, showing that stuff off in game, not just in some like menu that you can twist and rotate the gun however you want but like your character picks it up looks at it dusts it off cocks it ready to go is just like it's that extra touch that that makes it it's so immersive that like you feel like the doom guy and you feel like 
you're not just a nameless soldier that shoots things. You're mad. You are angry and you will melee demons by ripping them in half just because you don't because you don't want to waste a bullet on a demon you'll just tear it in half with your hands right and even that as like a finishing move is somehow character development but it works right yeah yeah i mean i think that that's a a a great kind of segue just into the way that they they tell the story the whole time like the the doom guy or the slayer i guess again as he's called in the wow. commercial for Doom Eternal, yeah, um, he he doesn't have any patience for long exposition from the NPCs either. Like, <laughs> there's times where an NPC is on a screen talking for what, and you're like, oh man, I'm gonna have to listen to this guy explain something. Actually, I'll even I'll even give it more credit than that. Sometimes I'm even like, oh, this could be interesting, right? And then Doom guy just punches the screen <laughs> and breaks it, and it's like time to move on within like ten seconds. Right. <laughs> And it's pretty great. Um, whenever you find the little robots that are carrying the little mm-hmm. upgrade modules or whatever, you just grab the module and then punch the little stupid robot to steal the module from it. And that's it. Like, yeah. there's no long sequence of, like, opening the chest. You like the secret weapon! Like, right. nope. It's punch the robot, take what you want, and <laughs> move on. Yeah, well, and so, it, and I don't know if this was how the old games were written or not. I don't really know what the story in the old games was, other than guy fights demons. It, um, same guy keeps getting dragged back into hell attacking things, and then also wants to avenge the demons who killed his pet bunny. Mm, well, so in this one, it's it's like you are like the demon to the demons. Yes. Like they have kept you hidden and somehow you've been uncovered and they are all terrified. It it reminds me of the grunts in halo and how they're all terrified of master chief. (laughs) (laughs) Unless there's an elite around, but if you kill the elite. (laughs) Right. Um, But it's that same kind of premise and it's just kind of, it's, it's maybe the first time I've seen where, you're in a game about fighting the the demons of hell literally and you are somehow yet still the villain in that story <laughs> like to right them. to them you're the bad guy right which is yeah incredibly fun um and I, this i don't really understand again the full storyline of it all but i know that in doom eternal if you pre-order it you get doom 64 which they've then they've now remastered and remade I, I don't know if remastered is fair they've made it work on a modern <laughs> right <laughs> it's not, it, it at least doesn't control with a 64 controller anymore but i almost want to say that doom 2016 is a continuation of the doom 64 so story doom 64 is also like there i had watched a video that was kind of made an argument for tying them all together mm. um and, and it, it definitely diverges at a point where, like, Doom 2016, you can take or leave as a continuation of 64, which you can take or leave as a continuation of the original PC games. Mm. Um, because it's kind of been rebooted sort of multiple times, but also not. And so I choose to see it as all kind of the same story. Um, now, granted, I didn't have any investment in the original dooms so i'm 100 percent okay with this story being the telling of you know the story but i do think it's interesting how much story they're putting in and like instead of being a faceless marine you are kind of like heaven's answer to hell like you are kind of the the gabriel the secret weapon that heaven's not really proud of but they made only now it seems like, and again, now this is, if we get into theory crafting, but it, it it at least is hinted at that you're also pissed off at heaven now. Well, so in in, in the Doom Eternal trailers, that's, that's something that they advertise is that we will now get the origin of the Slayer. Right. So Which some of it is hinted at, and some of it actually even is told, because there's like, I don't remember the name of the Order, but there's the Order of Knights that went that that were that did exist as fighters in hell and then you were like the best of those but then hell found a way to seal you away until 
the you know UAC made their incursions and found you, and then that is kicks off the 2016 storyline. Yeah, that's what I that's what I mean by like you like like in so many games, like a Diablo, for example, the way that everything comes to pass is that someone goes in the cavern and finds the the dark thing and accidentally unleashes it and now everything is ruined. Right. You are the dark thing that but is they, there now to ruin the demon world. And they wanted to contain you. Right. Because if they you know, nobody could find out about you because they knew that you would kill all the demons. So they had to keep <laughs> right. you contained. And that's literally like what you're finding out in the first minutes of the game. Like ah mm-hmm. oh. So yeah, so I mean, level design, excellent. Weapon gunplay design, excellent. Exploration and secrets and all that stuff, excellent. Animations and visuals, excellent. And then a thing that we haven't even mentioned yet, which is maybe even the most excellent part of the whole thing, is the soundtrack. Yup. The soundtrack game is so perfect for that game. I'm not a heavy metal guy. Love it. Absolutely. If you haven't played the game and you want a reason to, just there just search bfg division and play the seven minute track that appears on itunes google play wherever listen to just that track because it is the most it it will make you want to go punch demons you will be mad that there's no demons to punch right in front of you it is so good <laughs> it's, it gets your blood pumping like don't listen to it on the highway you will get a speeding ticket and you'll probably lead a chase all the way across the state. Like, the, you will just be that in the zone. Yeah, well, and they use it. So, I mean, not only is the music excellent and very um, fitting for the firefights that you end up getting into, but that's the way that you actually can tell when a, a wave or whatever you want to call it of enemies is over, is whenever, like, whenever the, the enemies flood in, the music ramps up, and until you've killed the last one, it stays on. And then once once you've defeated that wave and no more enemies are going to spawn, it goes back to off. And so then it's just the environment. Well, and, and not only that, I don't know if you knew this, but the music is entirely contextual. Like each track, like it, you will not hear the same music twice, even if you play through the same zone twice. Because mm. the music that's made for the, the OST or the soundtrack is kind of the idealized version of those songs but each one i believe is broken into something like 120 parts and then those parts are all able to be stitched and tied together by instrument and by beat to whatever is happening in the Mm. the actual battle that so like you may get some crazy cymbal crash when you like you know punch or kill some big demon in the room but it won't feel out of place because the track was made to have a cymbal crash in any any spot feel like it was meant to be there. And so every enemy that you fight or if you run away from things, the music will tone down some. If you get into things, it'll amp up more. If you're meleeing things, it may amplify the bass notes more. So every you're almost making the track as you fight through things. Yeah, And each zone has kind of like the set of instruments and notes and pieces and partitions of music that will play during that area, but it'll change based on how you play. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So something that came out, I mean, it's old now, I think 2011 maybe is when the first Left 4 Dead came out. I mean, maybe even earlier than that. It might be like 09, actually. Yeah, I think 11 was was Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, so what that game introduced the first one that was that was neat that's used in a lot of other games it's used in the vermintide series it's used in actually deep rock galactic that we recently have played yep um more soon on that yeah but it's it, it and, and what they what what valve called it was the director ai yeah which meant that as you're playing the ai of the game would decide when to create hordes of, of enemies to attack mm-hmm and so it creates this dynamic experience so that when you play through a level multiple times, you're not getting this. It's not the same. You spot can't memorize where, where things are going to come at you. And so it, that's cool that they did that basically with the music yeah. in 2016. Um, that same kind of premise, except with the sound. Yeah, that's really well. Sweet. And it, it just ensures that you're always engaged and that the music is always fitting the scene. 
Right, and, right. And and it does, you know, fade out and in depending on you know when a wave is starting or ending, which is very clean and clear. And there are iconic pieces of tracks where maybe a 10 second piece will play. Um, so it, it will largely sound the same, which is why the OST is still like memorable compared to the game. Um, seriously, play play BFG, pause, play BFG Division, come back. <laughs> okay, it was amazing, wasn't it? Like, right. <laughs> it is that good. Um, right. But it, 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 it will change, you know, depending on where you are. And, and not just the music, though, the overall sound design of everything. Like, from armor pickups having a very classic nod to the original Dooms, on top of them just having original Doom missions inside the game, which I... God, I love that so much. But, like, the sound design, the armor pickups have that same... Like, ka-chink! Like, it doesn't even make sense that you're picking up a green chip and that gives you armor. Don't matter. Right. Who cares? It sounds like armor. It looks like armor. You get armor out of it. But, like, every... Every piece of gun movement, all the different guns, like, alternate fires, swapping between the alternate fire modes, sometimes requires you to reconfigure a gun. Every click, clack, and... and you get a lot of that most of the time a lot of that sound design comes from reload animations in a lot of other games where there's a lot of noise in ejecting a clip and putting a new clip in or a battery pack or a fusion cell or whatever and since there's no reloads all of that sound design has to go into every single shot you fire has to feel impactful it has to have weight and gravity depending on like if it's a plasma burst or a charge shot or a grenade or whatever. And it does, it just, it nails it on all fronts. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so then again, that kind of brings us to, you know, obviously we really love doom 2016, um, which is why we're so excited about doom eternal. Um, the only thing that's a little uh, potentially downside for doom eternal is that, Neither of us have the most modern of <laughs> PCs. Um, so, and the specs have come out and it's it's pretty demanding. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little curious to see how it will end up playing. I'm also curious to see if it doesn't run that well on my PC, if I actually get it on PlayStation 4 instead. Mm, yeah. But I don't have a PS4 Pro, so I don't know if it that... It may not run well there feel. either. <laughs> Yeah, right. So I don't know. We'll see. But I'm, I couldn't be more excited uh, for for Doom Eternal as far as the launch of a new game. I mean, I, I would say I'm more excited about the launch of this even than I was for Borderlands Three. Yeah, uh, which I was I'm, excited about Borderlands Three, but I don't know. I'm, I think I'm reserved mostly because, like, you barely meet min specs, and I definitely do not. Right. Um, so I'm kind of scared. Like, I don't mind running a game on minimum settings. I would love to run it on max settings, but I'm not in line for an upgrade for probably another few months at least. And I really want to, I don't want to see anything about this. And it's already hard enough trying to dodge reviews and things. Like, I'm going to have to set up Twitter to just not talk about Doom. <laughs> like, I have to ban some words. But I, I definitely... I, I'm excited to see the story. I'm excited to see the new demons, the new weapons. Like, there's kind of a hook shot now for the, the super shotgun. Like, that looks awesome. A lot more options for traversing terrain. Like, I think it. you get a, like a shoulder mounted flamethrower. Right. You can so a shoulder mounted now. something is some yeah. kind of gun on his shoulder, which, again, he is the angry version of all of the best bad guys, only he's a good guy. Kind right. of. Like, yes. so you get the predator <laughs> cannon on your shoulder. You, you know, you're like angry master chief. And it's just, ah, like, so that actually brings up something that's kind of funny and interesting, which I didn't know. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it. I had linked a recent uh, video by a YouTuber that we both enjoy called Ahoy. Um, and he releases kind of miniature documentaries around usually items in gaming. Um, like specific weapons or guns. They're all very well researched, very well documented. And he did one recently on barrels and where did exploding barrels come from? And a lot of that focus went on to talk about Doom and the original Doom. 
And I learned some stuff in there that I didn't know, which was like the original Doom was supposed to be an Aliens licensed product. Hmm. So it was, it, and that's why there's a mysterious corporation that's the bad guys, is because that was supposed to be, you know, from aliens, and and a lot of like I think the the barrels full of green fluid or exploding fluid was a nod to one of the aliens movies, which I don't remember the exact fluid, but there is an explosive fluid in a barrel that they use, and it was kind of supposed to originally be that, but then somewhere along the way. The license didn't take hold and doom had to had most of a game made or at least an engine and they still wanted to release something so it filled it with demons instead of aliens i have actually never seen any of the alien movies <laughs> i knew that would cause it wins <laughs> yep. we've already talked about how you know that's fine that you didn't. i've not played a silent hill game so whatever uh, <laughs> I haven't either. I uh, they were really popular on PlayStation when I didn't have a PlayStation, so I I never really have checked out a Silent Hill, uh, and I've only done maybe one or two Resident Evils. So both iconic franchises that that I haven't. If haven't you really... ever watch any of them, really just only watch the second one, Aliens, not Alien oh. or Alien Three, but Alien S, which is the second okay. one. It's the best, in my humble opinion, of the entire series and has the best storyline and the most awesome. So, um, so yeah, so I, so Doom 2016, Doom 2016, amazing. Doom Eternal uh, will have been out for a couple of days when this episode is out. Um, but we wanted to, to talk about our thoughts about Doom 2016. And then um, we're putting we're going to give ourselves a little bit of time to play some doom eternal before we put out our, if we our can thoughts. fingers crossed you are, if you're listening to this and you're already playing hoorah, um, right. say a little prayer for us so that we get to play. I will actually be out on vacation and not be returning until just after this episode hits. So I'm going to be downloading the minute my flight gets back in town, uh, right. and hoping that I am not going to be returning it before the two hour steam window expires. So, <laughs> right, yeah, it's going to be uh, either an amazing next episode or a really sad, full of tears one. <laughs> talk about something else if, if we have to. Hey, look at that uh, new indie platformer! Wow. <laughs> right. All right, folks. Well, that's going to be all for our episode today. Follow us on Twitter to join the discussion, share your thoughts, or catch our stream times at Puys Pod. If you enjoy the show, tell a friend and help us keep growing the audience. You can also join us on Discord and in our Steam group. All the links for these different places are available in the show notes. If you'd like more of my insights on pretty much anything in life not related to gaming, check out my other podcast, The Walk Show, which is available everywhere podcasts are found. NFL fans, Dak Prescott here. Want to spend Sunday afternoons with your favorite teams and players? Switch to DirecTV and get NFL Sunday ticket included at no extra cost. I'm talking every live out-of-market game every Sunday, no matter where you live. So switch to DirecTV to get the 2020 NFL Sunday ticket season included at no extra cost. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Out-of-market games only. Requires choice package or above. Minimum $74.99 a month before discounts. Prices higher in second year. Regional sports fee up to $9.99 a month applies. 24-month agreement, activation, other fees, terms, and restrictions apply.